What is going on, Tecmo team? Andy here with the Tecmo Bros, and it is officially September. It is the first. It is Friday. We are happy to be here. Man, football is seven days away. Boys, it is fantastic. Tyler, how the heck are you today? I'm doing great. Doing great. It's Friday. Is that September 2nd? It might be. Yep, Man. I believe it's the 2nd. Holy cow, it so is the 2nd. It's going to be closer than it was before. <laughs> there we go. I have an uh, old calendar up, boys. It's going to be a good day today. <laughs> hey, 2021 was a great year, you know? Um, hey, I'll take it. I'm super excited about today. I'm ready to talk about these old guys that you should have on your team. Uh, these are cheat codes that just kind of on the margins, you're able to move in and win games you shouldn't win. Ben, how's Ben today? Doing fantastic, boys. Uh, September 2nd means it's Friday. Everybody loves Friday. Got some sweet plans for the weekend. Really excited to talk about some of these vets. Really excited to trash some of the vets you guys picked, which is even more fun. Uh, let's get into it, Andy, man. Let's get, I mean, who wants to, you want to start, do you want, you want to start right away? You seem so excited. About let's this. do it. I would love to start right away. Thank you. So vet that you need to have, guy who I've liked for a long time um, that I just think isn't getting the love that he deserves is the one and only Houston Texan, Mr. Brandon Cooks, the man who had 134 targets last year while getting passes thrown to him by Davis Mills, right? Landing him at uh, target share. He actually had the uh, ninth largest target share of anyone in the NFL last year, right? Like Brandon Cooks um, is getting underdrafted as he has the last few years. The man's about to head into his ninth year. He's got 7,000 yard seasons. Like the dude has the consistency of a metronome. You can pencil this guy in. He's going to be a wide receiver too. Again, he should probably be drafted in the top 50, but he's going to be drafted at like 72. And whoever gets him is going to have a really nice flex guy for the entire year. And you're going to be like, man, really? He just beat me because Brandon Cooks had 23. And that's what's going to happen to you. Brandon Cooks is a stud. I love him. I love his consistency. Uh, draft Brandon Cooks in the sixth round. You'll thank me later. I feel like there was a guy, I can't remember his uh, handle right now, but uh, on Twitter, he was running a thread of what he called shoulder shrug guys, where it's like guys that like kind of make you go, eh, but are tremendously productive. And Brandon Cooks was definitely on that list. So uh, I definitely agree with you. I'll jump right into mine. Kind of a, a similar situation. Robert Woods in Tennessee. I know he's coming off an ACL tear, uh, but his competition is uh, Nick Westbrook and uh, Traylon Burks. So that's it. That's that's everyone. I mean, it's Derrick Henry for sure. He'll touch the ball 25 times, but they got to throw it somewhere. And Robert Woods is the somewhere. Um, so I'm going to go with Robert Woods. He's been just a picture of consistency for most of his later career specifically. Um, he was good in Buffalo. He was good in LA. He'll be good in Tennessee. Uh, he's basically free for a lot of people because he is 31 in Dynasty. So you might toss somebody like a late second. They're like, yeah, that'd be fine. Um, get Robert Woods to, to fill in a, a weird gap you might have on receivers. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Robert Woods guy. I've always been a big fan of Bobby Trees. Tyler, anything to add on either Brandon Cooks or Bobby Trees? Yeah, so like you look at these guys and you're like, man, do I really want them to be like, my number two or number one wide receiver and things like that. That's not what we're talking about, right? Like you're talking about guys that you put in your flex. You're talking about guys that other people are just leaving them away and they're going to get the new young guy. They're, they're going to go get uh, 
the George Pickens. They're going to go get the Isaiah Pacheco, you know, <laughs> they're going to go get everything that has all the promise when sometimes the best proof of what is going to happen is what has already happened. And Brett, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, even cheaper Robert Woods, just because he's coming off of ACL, like, but I mean, Traylon Burks needs some development, 100%. Like, these are the guys that you could start week one and they're starting somebody like a George Pickens getting fun, cute and funny. And then all of a sudden you outscore them at that position by 10. Yeah. I mean, who's your first one, Tyler? He kind of falls into that same window. It looks like. Yeah. So um, my heart uh, is going out to him. He is my favorite player. He's still my favorite player. I just close my eyes and imagine that he's on the Falcons, not catching touchdowns, but scoring, uh, catching 140 yards and 10 catches Julio Jones, but the reason that I like him is no Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Tom Brady is why I like him, and you saw what Tom Brady did with Antonio Brown. Julio Jones is not Antonio Brown necessarily at this stage in his career. He's had a few more injuries and things like that, but he will keep his shirt on. He will keep his helmet on. He will be and make some game-breaking catches. He will move the chains Julio Jones, I think seven for 70 and a touchdown could be a line that we see more often than not this year. Julio Jones. And before we go, I think we see Julio Jones on the bench by the end of the first quarter because he pulled his hamstring for the 37th time in his career. I loved Julio Jones through about age 29, but the last three years, uh, you do not want Julio Jones on your team. You will be disappointed. It has been brutal. In terms of the range of outcomes, I'm going to say, yes, that could happen. But many people share that, and the dude could literally – you could literally might get him with a third or even fourth-round dynasty pick for rookie. And if if this guy – if any of those picks ever once are a wide receiver three or two, they return value. And Julio Jones has the talent. The things that I've seen in there, um, I think he's cheap enough that you can go get them. I got him for like a bag of chips the other day. And just to clarify, before we go into our second guys, uh, these are, again, older guys that are, you know, or just lesser valued guys in that sense, that dynasty players, a lot of them, at least from what I've seen, maybe you guys could correct me here, but uh, tend to overvalue age on players. They'll look at someone who's like 27. And they're like, well, this guy's basically dead. I got to get a guy who's 22. But the thing about that is the 22-year-old might not help you win the championship. And I mean, what? why are we playing Dynasty if not to win the title, right? Yeah, you can age your team down and get younger and, you know, they can last longer that sense. But if they're not going to be the guys to win you a championship, these guys are proven assets that will help you win championships. So uh, this is just a casual reminder to all you Tecmo bros out there that play dynasty remember to not always overvalue age yes they might be younger but they may not be as productive do you want a title or do you want a young team that's kind of how you have to look at this ben who's your second dude second guy for me boys going down this list uh is melvin gordon so i know last year in uh denver melvin gordon had about a 50 50 snap share with javante williams a lot of people think that that's going to be more like 80, 20, 70, 30. I think they're wrong. Uh, I think it'll actually probably be more like 60, 40. I think we're still going to see some significant production for Melvin Gordon. Think a la Kareem Hunt uh, in Cleveland the last couple of years. Like there's still really some value on this guy. 
I think he will be a solid flex play for a number of weeks. Running back is an incredibly volatile position, no matter how old you are. Having guys out there who you know are solid, consistent performers who, if something happens to Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon immediately is going to have an opportunity to be an RB1 that coming week. We all know that, right? Um, and But can we, or do we feel as confident about, you know, Khalil Herbert doing that in Chicago or some of the other guys who we hope, right? We're like, oh yeah, there was some some possibilities last year and some different things. And, and we hope that happens. With Melvin Gordon, we kind of know, right? That is, yeah, he might have 23 carries for 112 yards, a touchdown and catch four passes for 37 yards. Okay, great. Like he just gave me 23 points and I'm a really happy guy. Um, and I think that you'll continue to see that from Melvin Gordon for probably this year plus next year. Still a couple solid fantasy worthy years out there. Don't get scared away that he's a little bit older. As Andy said, you play the win the game. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to kind of piggyback off that. My guy's quite old, but I'm going to play the the Packer Homer horn here. Uh, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is going to be a guy that you could get basically free, possibly even on your waivers. If you got a Packer, I hold on to him. You can probably get him for, for fairly cheap if you just talk him into it. Uh, Cobb just as a whole, he hadn't done a whole lot lately, but there's also not a whole lot of receivers left in Green Bay. Yes, they drafted a couple of rookies. Yeah, Alan Lazard is still there. Uh, most people are projecting A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones to just carry the ball or get past the ball every single time. But there has to be a receiver to catch it, and Randall Cobb has Aaron Rodgers' trust. Say what you want about a lot of chemistry, that kind of storyline. Aaron Rodgers basically traded Randall Cobb from Houston back to Green Bay uh, it, you know, on the Packers behalf. So he wants him there. And in a, a bleak looking wide receiver situation in green Bay, if Randall Cobb is out there and healthy, there's a good chance he's doing, you know, five for 40 and a score. He's a, he's a red zone look for Aaron Rodgers. He could be a good floor guy just based on where he's going. Yeah. He's probably not going to be a guy that starts every week, but he's definitely a plug and play for kind of matchup situations, especially later in the year in the fantasy important games heading to the playoffs and the fantasy playoffs as a whole. So uh, Randall Cobb is my second guy, Tyler, who is your second guy? I would like to take this opportunity to talk about my second guy, but before I talk about my second guy, I would like to rebuttal uh, real quick on Melvin Gordon and then <laughs> also talk about Randall Cobb. Absolutely. Listen, um, Melvin Gordon, I, I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, however, he also just said on Twitter, this dude's going to be the dude. Um, I think that Javante Williams breaking tackles, uh, I, I think the delay in signing him, and this may be a bold prediction here, but I think the dude has the opportunity to be the best fantasy running back uh, in the league this year. Um, I don't love that Melvin Gordon went back there, but I think you're looking at 80, 20, 70, 30. It's just a counterpoint. Um, that's where I'm at personally, take that for what it is. And I could completely be wrong and actually agree with Ben's process, but this is me looking at what happened with Javante. If you're going to shoot your shot, shoot your shot, because this is Melvin Gordon is why you could probably get him right now. But I'm just going to say that Randall Cobb, I will say this, Andy, uh, Aaron Rodgers trust Randall Cobb. And that means everything for that veteran QB. Uh, so, and everybody else has just kind of left them off and you need those guys who can get you from week five to week six to week seven 
in the in the um, season so that you can get into the playoffs. My number two veteran to be able to get in is Allen Robinson. I think you see the resurgence of Allen Robinson in for the LA Rams. We saw Matt Stafford give the resurgence back to OBJ. We realized it wasn't all OBJ's fault with the Browns. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the Super Bowl, but he was on his way to probably 100 yards and two-plus touchdowns with how that was going. It wasn't until OBJ actually went out that they started to struggle in the Super Bowl offensively. Now you put Allen Robinson, a more consistent possession receiver, a contested catch guy, to a guy who likes to fling it, and Matt Stafford, who could Matt Stafford could be an MVP candidate if things continue to go well. I love Allen Robinson. I think personally, you can lock in wide receiver two for him um, for the year. So. I think I was on record of a different show saying that I believed Allen Robinson was cooked and he was done. Um, I'm pretty sure I said that. So I'm still, I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver too necessarily. He could very well with just based on the the volume of that offense, but um, I just don't think it was all the whole bears situation last year. He just looked like he was not great and maybe it was an effort thing, but I, I like to feel like he'd give all of his effort possibly. Um, I'm pretty much hands off Allen Robinson most places. Ben, are you in or out on A-Rob this year? So I'm kind of lukewarm in between the two of you guys on Allen Robinson. I've been an Allen Robinson apologist throughout his career. I really believed in him, actually drafted him. He was on, I think, all three of my dynasty teams uh, to begin the year last year. Um, And I moved him in all three. Um, I saw that he's going to be with Matt Stafford. I'm a big Stafford guy. I hope he bounces back, but I actually think more than Allen Robinson not being able to do it. I think that Van Jefferson's going to keep getting better. Um, and I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about that out in Los Angeles. Um, and I think that that's really going to be kind of a contested spot for who's really the wide receiver two on that team and I think that is going to limit his production a little bit I think that uh, McVeigh really wants to run the rock um, out there and we'll, we'll see you know Cooper Cup's going to get his 175 targets there's just not that many balls to go around it's amazing we all have kind of a different opinion on Allen Robinson uh, that is just fortuitous for just the disagreement between the three of us at fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go right back to Tyler on this one, Tyler, why don't you give us your third guy? Yes. Yeah, so number three is James Connor. Uh, James Connor is a guy that I, I, it's funny because I thought he was a sell and I tried to sell him to everyone, but I tried to sell him at the redraft value and what he can help. And what I found is my team who is a defending title getter or also defending uh, or, or two years removed from a title and was in the title game last year. Um, nobody really wants him, and he can help me get back there. Right. And if you have a 2023 running back or a 2023 first round pick, there's your running back that you can replace James Connor with ride him out uh, for this year. And if you are somebody who wants to buy James Conner, I think he's worth a second. I think he's worth a second and or maybe some uh, uh, prospect. Could you put Pacheco a second and a third and go get James Conner? Because if you can, I think you should because you play to win the game. Uh, Let me tell you something. Uh, With James Conner's stats, without Chase Edmonds in 2021, he played five games without Chase Edmonds. Uh, In those five games, he had seven 
touchdowns. How many touchdowns per game is normally average for an NFL player? I don't think it's over one. Yet James Conner had seven touchdowns in the five games without Chase Edmonds. He had in one game nine targets, six targets, six targets. Um, James Conner scored. He gets the targets. He gets the high-value touches. And I don't understand this with Kyler Murray and some of the weapons that they have in Arizona, but it is something that they do. Cliff Kingsbury, when he gets within 10 to 5 yards, runs the ball up the middle with James Conner. Ben, any thoughts on James Conner as a buy? I don't uh, besmirch men who have beaten cancer. I believe James Conner can put just about anything he sets his mind to and conquer it. And so uh, James Conner also uh, set me up for a phenomenal team the year he took over for Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh because I had a dynasty draft where I got him in the last round. So I will never talk negatively about James Conner. So I'm just going to let Tyler get away with that one. But I will say, I think that Tyler's pick of Julio Jones was literally the worst um vet pick that we have seen so far today i have been calling him Huli old for about three seasons now he's going to continue to be old he's not tom brady old but he's not going to be fantasy relevant he's going to have a larry fitzgerald-esque type of season where yeah he's going to catch some passes but if you start that guy you're in trouble anyway i'm going to move on and and give you my third guy here Andy man and i'm going with kind of a a young vet if you will um, a guy who plays like a vet because he doesn't get any yak yards, but I'm actually picking uh, Jacoby Myers. You guys want to know who had the 20th most wide receiver targets last year? Do tell. I think you already know because it's Jacoby Myers. Uh, he's Mac Jones's favorite target. He was well known as the guy who couldn't score a touchdown for a long, long time. Um, it's because he's not great at beating one-on-one coverage, but he's really good at finding a soft spot in the zone. I feel like Jacoby Myers is kind of the wide receiver version of Jason Witten. The guy figures out how to somehow get open, catch the ball, and fall down. Um, but he gets open all the time. He's become Mac Jones's safety blanket. I think that you're going to see him for the first time in his career crack a thousand yards this year. I think you can look at him for another 130, 135 targets um, this season. I'm really high on Jacoby Myers. I think he is going to figure out how to get in the end zone more than twice. Um, like he did last year, we're probably talking something like five touchdowns. Um, for him this year, you add those 18 points that, that starts to add up right on a fantasy team. When you have a guy who's that, whose touchdown numbers are that off um, for them to just kind of normalize a little bit or come close makes a big difference. Uh, so I'm pretty high in Jacoby Myers. He is only 25, but he's going into his fourth year. I think that he can be a concerted vet here and uh, people sleep on him. Tyler, I'll let you start on Jacoby Myers. Yeah. So there are times that, um, you know, I disagree with Ben. There are times that Ben convinces me of things. And this is one of those I think he's uh, swaying me on. Ben, how, uh, what do you think you could offer for Jacoby Myers in a dynasty league? Man, I think you could probably offer a future. Like if someone, I feel like there's a league where if I threw somebody a 2024 second, I could grab Jacoby Myers and he has a decent chance to be a wide receiver too this year. Good chance. I mean, that's interesting. I, I, I like his volume. I do. Um, 
I've been pretty hands off of any Patriots wide receiver since Julian Edelman retired. Uh, I just don't see any consistency. And Myers, great. I love the target volume. Um, the uh, it, the negative touchdown thing last year was kind of a an awkward thing to look at. But uh, I also think that Ben sold me a little bit on Jacoby Myers. Um, it, and it you could, talked about how like, you didn't know if you trusted the consistency, but you love the target volume. Those two things do go together, right. my friend. So it's the consistency of Mac Jones. Uh, the the, the what's the uncatchable rate of the the targets that he had? I guess I think I read it was like twenty percent were uncatchable. If I read that correctly, that, that's um, a number that I don't have uh, pulled up. And that's okay. I th- I've been reading a lot of fancy stuff. Perhaps I'm just getting ahead of myself and mixing up some stats. But um, Mac Jones is great. He could get better. We, I assume he will. So Jacoby Myers might be the only Patriots receiver I would even consider going after at this point. Um, and yeah, he's been in the league for what, three, four years now. So he's probably primed for figuring things out, especially in that complicated Bill Belichick system. Um, it's just interesting stuff, man. I will say his catch percentage did go down last year from 73% in 2020, which that's phenomenal. Anybody who's over 70% is great, but still is it 66? Like that's a solid percentage. Um, there was a lot of years that Julio Jones and Matt Ryan were in the high fifties, low sixties in part, cause they were really pushing the ball down the field, but, but 66%, like that's, you can easily be a wide receiver one um, with, with a number like that. He's got to figure out how to get a little bit deeper down the field for him to really emerge. But I mean, we're talking a hundred, the guy had 126 targets. Mac Jones was just saying last week that he's the guy he trusts the most on the field, right? Like a 25 year old whose quarterback is in his second year, right? Who they're really developing rapport. He's cheap. It's not like the Patriots are trying to get rid of him. Like, as Andy was talking about, he's growing in the system there. Like, New England keeps their guys, and I think Jacoby Myers is becoming a New England guy. Um, I, I'm high on him. I think that he's going to have a wide receiver three, uh, high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two type year. And you could get him for a future second. That's awesome value. Actual football question, because I want to pose this to both of you. We have some time. Are you concerned at all with the narrative in the offseason of the Patriots offensive play calling duties uh, being like between Matt Patricia and Joe Judge? Do you think that they are overall going to like completely screw the pooch here and like make it one of the worst offenses in the AFC? Or do you think it's going to be just fine at the end of the day? Like, what's uh, what's your thought process, Ben? We'll let you go first. Andy, can you remind me who the head coach of the New England Patriots is? I believe it's Bill Belichick, if I last time I checked. Andy, can you tell me who's won more Super Bowls than any other head coach in NFL history? Is it Tom Brady? Bill Belichick? Yes, it's, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, here's the reality. Yeah, Tom Brady, it, it's great. Just like Greg Popovich had Tim Duncan, right? Like you gotta, you gotta have studs to win in any professional sports league. And it's always going to be more about players than coaches, but great coaches are great coaches for a reason. Polichek's going to figure it out. I do not think that the Patriots are going to have one of the worst offenses in the league. Um, I think that there is some talent out there. I would love it if they had some additional playmakers on that team. Um, Shout out Tyquan Thornton could be one. Um, That kid's a burner. Um, But I, I, I don't think that it's going to be that big a problem. If it is a problem by week six, Bill Belichick is an alien and he'll just start calling plays. It's going to be fine. Tyler, how about you on that one? 
Yeah, that that's actually my only concern with Jacoby or any uh, wide receiver from the Patriots. That's why I'd, I'm hesitant to go in. Um, but I, I do think that um, it's something that could happen. Also, I would wager that Julio Jones is going to score more touchdowns than Jacoby Myers. Uh, I know they both have the nose for the end zone uh, for their career, but I'm going to say Julio Jones is definitely going to outscore him in, in the end zone. So, Well, I'm going to talk about somebody as my third guy who will also probably score more touchdowns than Jacoby Meyer. Uh, this is mostly for tight end required dynasty leagues. I know that that's most leagues, but some people are weird and play with no tight end required. But Austin Hooper um, is a vet you can probably get for super cheap possibly even free on your waivers at this point because he's he's the ripe old age of 28 years old uh but austin hooper I'm, i know i'm doubling up on titans here but they have a serious problem with anyone that can catch the ball right now uh austin hooper could very well be seeing anywhere from seven to nine targets a game just based on that ryan Tannehill's got to toss the ball to someone derrick henry's not exactly uh known for his receiving prowess and if it's not robert woods Traylon burks the next guy becomes austin hooper who will probably have a lower a dot. So it'll be a little dump off, you know, probably he could catch eight balls for 65 yards or something, maybe tossing a touchdown here and there, but Matt Ryan had a great year with Austin Hooper. He went and rotted on the Browns for a few years, but basically free Austin Hooper, probably going to score more touchdowns than Jacoby Myers. Um, you know, if he gets two or whatever. Um, yeah, any any uh, issues with Austin Hooper here? Uh, ben, you're laughing. Go ahead. And uh, I was laughing at you, Jacoby Myers' comments, and I agree with you. I think Austin Hooper will score, score more touchdowns than Jacoby Myers, but that's because Austin Hooper is pretty good. Um, as you were talking about, Andy, he was excellent with Matt Ryan, had a couple Pro Bowl years in there, then went to Cleveland where all good pass catchers go to die, apparently. Um, I, I'm actually really high on Austin Hooper. Um, I wouldn't have included him in this category, which is why he didn't make my team because I'm high on Austin Hooper. I would love to have him on any of my teams. I think he's going to have a Delaney Walker-esque uh, season for anybody who missed it. We talked about Delaney a little bit a couple episodes ago, um, but you know, he's only 28. Um, I think he's probably got three more high product productivity years here. I think we could see a year where uh, Austin Hooper might actually lead this team um, in catches. Awesome. Tyler, uh, thoughts on Mr. Hooper? I think that's a great value pick, um, uh, especially if you are uncertain at tight end. He's probably pretty cheap for you to go get, and he is like a dark horse to be like a top seven dude. So before we get to the end of the show, we're all going to give you the receivers we talked about in the uh, veteran situation. We're going to rank them real quick for you before the show ends. Uh, we have a bonus veteran to buy. I want to hear Ben's thoughts on Ezekiel Elliott as a veteran you should target to buy him in Dynasty. Please enlighten us, Ben. Zeke Elliott. Yeah, so uh, everybody's going to remember a few years ago where there was a wonderful guy back in uh, 2016 by the name of LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt was getting old. He was getting a little slower, maybe even a little bit more rotund. Zeke's always been built pretty thick. Definitely was not, definitely doesn't look like LeGarrette Blunt though. Um, LeGarrette Blunt had 1,100 yards in 2016, scored 18 touchdowns. And won a really annoying guy that I worked with, a fantasy title. And it drove me nuts. 
I think that Zeke Elliott uh, has a really good opportunity to have a LeGarrette Blunt-esque year. There's going to be a lot of volume for him there in Dallas still. I think that the Cowboys are a little bit low on pass catchers, and Zeke has actually always been throughout his entire career a high target guy, and especially early in the year uh, before Michael Gallup comes back. I think that they, Zeke's going to get some additional work out in the slot um, when Tony Pollard's on the field. People forget that Zeke Elliott is the best run blocker, or excuse me, best pass blocking running back um, in the NFL, bar none. He's phenomenal at it. There's a reason the Cowboys put him at fullback a few times last year uh, in the red zone and in the eye with Tony Pollard at, uh, at running back. And so it just means he's on the field in a lot of different situations because of his unique skill set, and it leads to additional volume. I think that Zeke Elliott is going to get in the zone a lot this year. I think that Dallas is going to be a little bit smarter about trying to protect his body, i.e. not let him play. Um, when he has a sprained knee for the last 11 games. Um, before he did that last year, he had burst. He looked fantastic. He was a top five running back. I'm a little concerned about the Cowboys O-line and how that could affect Zeke Elliott. But honestly, if it's really that bad, it's probably just going to mean he gets more targets versus more carries. Um, and that's an okay thing. Zeke Elliott will be a running back one uh, this coming season as long as he stays healthy. So I'll jump in first. Uh, I agree with m almost everything you said there. I don't think Zeke is cooked. I think he looked good in the first bit of last year. Then the knee thing popped up and he looked like he was struggling with some issues. So, um, no, I think Zeke's a great buy. He's got probably two years of, of good, like RB1, RB2 production. And then he could probably fall into the, like a Melvin Gordon role if he continues to play at that point. Um, Tyler, thoughts on Zeke? Yeah, I think. Uh everybody's trying to get out from him. And if you're a contender, he's a great guy to go get probably puts you over the edge. Um, Zeke, uh, he's a guy that I wouldn't want to hold the bag. So I could restructure there, but at the same time, like if the value overall is depressed so much, even with the cloud of Tony Pollard and things like that, man, um, you should just ride with what you have and win the game. Heck yeah. And, and, Last but not least, we're going to do a real quick kind of lightning situation. Each of us are going to talk about the receivers uh, that we talked about in the veteran buy segment and kind of just rank them uh, who we'd like to have the most, who we have you know, we're hands off on. Um, I'll just jump in and start here. And I would rank them. Uh, Brandon Cooks is my first guy I want. Uh, Robert Woods is number two. A-Rob is three. Randall Cobb. Mm, Jacoby Myers is four. Cobb, five. Jones, I'm just completely hands off on at six. Uh, don't want any part of uh, Julio Jones after he's burned me a few times, even though I have a Julio Jones jersey hanging directly to my right in a jersey case. But that hurts me. I want nothing to do with him. Tyler, what are you thinking? Yeah, so I know I touted Allen Robinson, but Brandon Cooks is the safest. So I would go one there. I would go two Allen Robinson, three Robert Woods. Uh, number four um is probably jacoby myers uh i i didn't see it coming but ben you kind of talked me into that i think he could have some very good uh flex value for you my number five is julio jones he's my favorite he will be there he's uh i just want him on my team to coach up the other guys if not putting him into my starting lineup the dude uh the videos that i've seen out like uh I wouldn't be shocked uh, that he could get you from one week to the other. Then finally, Randall Cobb uh, bringing up uh, the end for me. 
Um, I like all of the values. I don't understand the haterade that I'm getting from you guys on Julio, uh, but maybe it's just uh, I've got rose-colored glasses over here of the titles that he's won me. Ben, to finish awesome. well, I'm going to also agree. Uh, Brandon Cooks at number one on this list, followed also by Robert Woods. I'm high on my boy Jacoby. I'm going to go him. Uh, at three, Allen Robinson, who I don't dislike, but I think to Jacoby, you might see a 100, 100 catch type year from Jacoby Myers here. Uh, Jacoby at three, Allen Robinson at four, uh, Randall Cobb at five. Then I would pick Austin Hooper and play him at wide receiver. And then I would go with Julio. Old. Um, I love Julio. He's so good uh, over his career. Probably my favorite wide receiver to watch since Megatron retired. But uh, the guy, the guy's old. I don't think he's going to see the field very often. I think he's there to mentor people more than he is to play football. I'm going to victory you. lap this for week one. You just got to wait. I'm on a victory lap. Julio Jones, week one, before his injury. <laughs> they, they all and he, it will be a great first drive when Julio goes two for 47 and then doesn't play another snap. <laughs> Julio's left with a soft tissue injury. Great. Fantastic, Julio. That's that is the Julio we know and love. Soft tissue injuries for Julio Jones. But that will do it for this week of the Tecmo Bros. Please do join us next week where we talk actual NFL football prep for the game on Thursday. Very exciting. Football is almost here, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, ben and Tyler, appreciate you being here this week. Any final words for us, Ben? Uh, for the week, I haven't gotten in one of these yet, so let me just go with a good old Cowboys forever, Eagles for never. Tyler, sign us up. Hey, just remember, value is relative. Maybe to one guy it's too much, to another it's too little. If you want Julio, go get him. Shouts to Julio. Ready for football? See you guys next week.